Hello and welcome to the Tech Disruptors podcast hosted by Bloomberg Intelligence. In this podcast series, we talk with CEOs and management teams about their views on disruption and how it's driving their decision-making and strategy. My name is Brian Egger, and joining me today from Dallas is Kelly Prock, co-founder and CEO of Envenue. Welcome, Kelly. Hey, Brian. Thanks for having me. Really honored to be here. Our pleasure. So Envenue is a Dallas-based sports technology company that, as we understand it, is immersed in the world of machine learning and artificial intelligence, really with the aim of introducing sports and betting fans to betting micro-markets. And I want to get into all that, but Kelly, perhaps we could start out just if you could briefly kind of give us a sense of your business background and then how it originated. Absolutely. So I led big tech for many years, almost 20 years, actually. And one of the things that I noticed as I was leading products, whether it was transcoding or media or supercompute, I was always watching the sports industry and I was so frustrated as a fan at the lack of tech and innovation in, in my sports fan experience. One of the most recent things that I did at HP was in the supercomputing group. And if you don't know what a, a supercomputer is, it's a huge machine that does really important things. We were helping the industry do things like predict global weather patterns using live sensors around the world or simulating the nuclear stockpile. And all I wanted to do was use that same type of tech to really harness real-time data from the game so that I could experience it as a fan. So I started coding about five years ago, and here we are today with a live machine learning and artificial intelligence platform that predicts next plays for people watching and for people betting. I want to get some sense for our audience of how Envenue really positions itself within the online sports betting value chain and ecosystem. And when I read about your company, I very often encounter the term sports betting micro markets. So I'd love to really get as to not only how you fit in, but for the listeners understanding what exactly we mean by micro markets when it comes to sports betting. Great question, because micromarkets and microbets have been quite of a, a buzzword lately. And so I'd love to unpack that a little bit. So a microbet is really just a live bet. And this is something that fans are doing already. We've been doing them for many, many years. So an example of a microbet would be I'm watching the Astros and I think Altuve is going to get a, an RBI. And so I tell my husband, I'll bet you a dollar he gets this RBI. We're watching the Cowboys game and I so desperately want the Cowboys to get into scoring position that I bet 20 bucks that Pollard's going to return past the 50. And here's this thing, though, about micro bets. They're short, crisp little bets that resolve within the game, but it's really not about the bet itself. It's about this emotion and loyalty and competitiveness. It's about what we want to happen. And that's what I wanted to do because that is fan engagement at its utmost capacity is saying, hey, let's do what fans already do. But here's the problem. It was not legal for the longest time till recently. It's still not really very digital, social, or scalable. And so a venue has positioned our company to deliver those micro bets, to deliver those in-game moments. Now, we don't actually take the bets. That Taking bets in an official capacity is for the operators to do. But what we do is we harness the live data coming from the field we turn that into micro markets or betting opportunities or engagement opportunities, and we give that to the operators. So we are a B2B company. Understood. Thanks. And so I understand that you have, obviously, artificial intelligence AI tools, and you also have an API, which you can market 
But in doing so, you're also ingesting all this data. You're getting data from different sources. And we'll have to get a sense of what types of data series are you kind of coming up with and without getting too deeply under the hood, maybe a little bit of a sense of what you're doing with that data to ultimately deliver useful information to your customers. Well, we're in what I like to call it just a data boom, data explosion coming from the field. More and more data is coming from the sports that we love. Every single month, I feel like there's an announcement. But let's take Sport Radar, who's you know the leader in delivering data from the fields of play. Last I checked, they were delivering 1.2 billion pieces of data from over 600,000 events every single year. So the field play happens, you know, Altuve strikes out or hits a home run or takes a pitch or the Cowboys take a snap. That data then is harnessed from Sport Radar, who gathers it up and sends it to companies like us and many, many others and says, hey, this just happened. Here's the problem in that piece of play is it's about looking backward. But as I was talking about the microbets, the microbet is looking forward. So our AI harnesses that. We pull it in, we advance to next place using artificial intelligence and sports smarts and fan smarts as well. And then we advance the play so that we can predict what's going to happen. That's where we live in that whole piece. And then we send that over to operators. I like to call this an OTT betting feed, if you will. It's almost a, a futuristic game feed based on what just happened. And and it's it's pretty cool when you think about it. And we absolutely love doing it. It finds the most crazy, bizarre, and fun things that fans are going to love. So that's a great explanation. A little bit about what you do. I like to talk about who your customers are. And the logical thing is we read about the industry and your company is that you've got this API, you've got this service, you've got logical audiences in both media companies and sportsbook operators. So maybe we could talk a little bit about who your customers are and who you're delivering these capabilities to. Well, so one key piece about the micro bet is that it's live. It's while you're watching, while you're watching that Cowboys game or the Astros game. And so if there's a natural extension of applying this OTT betting feed, if you will, or informational feed about what's about to happen to media companies. It's a very natural fit. So one of our customer segments is in fact broadcast media to add that into the broadcast as fans are watching it. In fact, we're doing that already with Apple TV and have done some work with NBC as well. And we're really seeing a hunger and a demand for fans to see and understand those numbers a little bit. Now that's a media application, but it's really important because as we start to see the world of bet and watch start to merge, we're going to see partnerships where you can bet based on things that are on the screen. Not yet there, but that is a clear application outside of just the whole betting world is bringing it into what fans are seeing as well. That's great. So we've talked about your company, we've talked about media companies, and we've talked about sports betting companies in the sports betting industry. And one of the themes that actually you and I discussed at a recent sports betting panel that we appeared on was the convergence of sports media and sports betting. And I'm curious to know both your sense of how this trend is evolving and progressing and you know how Envenue is positioning itself to take advantage of some of these potential convergence opportunities. Yeah, so I look at the ecosystem and I look at all the players uh, of how these betting OTT feeds are working and how the, of course, the media and the streaming feeds are working. And I see all of these partnerships happening. I see, we all see 
Caesars partnering up with the league. We see leagues partnering up with broadcasters. We see leagues partnering up with operators. Everybody is partnering up in that entire value chain, except for the one that is so critical to it all. And that's what lives in the middle. And that's the, the microbit tech company. And that's who we are. And so one of the things in the ecosystem that we believe must happen is we've got to fill that gap in tech. Because without that gap, not only do you not have that OTT betting fee, but you're not going to have that betting and watching or even the watching fee if you don't do that. And everything about the microbet is tied to what the fan is doing right there in that minute. And so, you know, no matter who you are in the ecosystem, you have to have microbet tech in order to, to really deliver on this huge promise of the microbet, which by the way, we're looking at hundreds of billions of microbets a year by the time we get to 2025. So this is, this is something that needs to be scaled and something that needs a lot of focus in order to really deliver on that whole watch and bet experience. I hear a lot that latency is an issue or maybe streaming needs to improve. And one thing that I know based on tech experience, some of our sibling companies and startups is that the tech is there and we're really excited to start to partner with, with those folks so that we can, we can bring watch and bet to reality. So one of the things I've observed as an analyst and one of the things I could infer from your comments is that, you know, we're still in the very early stages of the evolution of sports betting in the U.S. It's been several years since the Supreme Court really liberalized the ability of companies to offer unrestricted sports betting. And at the same time, as I cover sports betting companies as a, as a company analyst, I see a great deal of focus on attaining profitability and working through the initial challenges of spending marketing dollars on customer acquisition and trying to find that right balance between spending and the, and the revenue benefits. So I'm curious though, from your perspective as a company working closely with those entities, what challenges that you're observing and experiencing, both challenges for your company, as well as for challenges, generally speaking, for the sports betting and sports tech industry? Right. So one of the biggest challenge is is risk aversion. So we have some really big companies in this in this mix that aren't necessarily used to the, the fast moving startup world. They take their time. The operators have traditionally taken their time in putting bets out, and there's a lot of work, rightfully so, on risk management and making sure timing is right. But operators heavily focused right now on getting new states to market. Like it's growing every single year, and it's, it's exploding. So one of the challenges is, is really getting the industry ecosystem to move a little bit faster and, and move quicker on micro bets. So if we wait three, four years out for micro bets, that would, I think that would be a tragedy in my mind. And, and I'm speaking a lot as a fan because that's exactly what I want. But, but the secret that I know is, you know, they're spending, we do know that they're spending a lot on customer acquisition. But how do you offset that? You, you retain customers and you get them to bet more increased handle. And things like micro bets, what, what they're going to do in the market, if, if I sit there and I bet on that RBI for Altuve and it happens, that's a huge dopamine hit. It's what I wanted to happen. It's exciting. You know, I'm going to keep coming back and looking at that. I may you know, bet one, I may bet 10, I may bet five, but I'm a repeat customer. And micro bets are going to cause an increase in lifetime value of these customers. That's one thing that, that we believe to be true. Another challenge also is there's a whole, well, I'll just do it myself. You know, I'll build up a whole tech team to do that. Whether I'm in the sport radar or genius world, 
or maybe I'm in the operator world. And one of the things that's that's so important to realize is that the DIY, while I would have done that as an engineering leader, I would have said, hey, I'm going to invent it myself. But here's the thing, this tech has such high table stakes that honestly, it, it takes somebody that lives and breathes. And so we're facing a little bit of a DIY attitude, which is going to take years to get these things to market. And so, you know, I mentioned the challenges earlier about the, the lack of focus, which means this tech is, is staying nascent and underdeveloped and, and, you know, just fitting in as a startup, like, isn't it crazy to think that a startup is trying to pull up the ecosystem in the worlds where we have legendary operators, broadcasters, and leagues and sports data providers. But those are the challenges we face. And I do believe we're going to overcome that and we're going to build this ecosystem up and, and we're going to get micro bets to the fans that want them. So that's a great point. And I know that many of the sports betting companies increasingly talk about opportunities to offer in-game proposition bets, for example. And I'm, I'm wondering when you talk about the fact that you're really trying to lift up the ecosystem, do you believe that sports companies and media companies appreciate the opportunity that's out there in terms of micro-betting as, as part of your role in companies like you to inform and really kind of educate, educate the audience? Or is this something that's already being quite widely embraced? by both the sports betting and sports media world? Well, I'm going to start off by telling you the serendipity for our company in that we started coding for this before 2018. Before we even knew the word microbet, we're convinced that that's what fans were going to want and needed even early. We have amazing betting advisors. We've been talking to operators, platform providers. And even as much as two years ago, this whole in-game betting was really not adopted. But lately, we've been talking to everyone in the industry, many, many, many active conversations. And in every single one, microbets are on the roadmap. And it's only getting boosted by some of the latest buzz in microbets where companies are saying, we're going to come out, we're going to do this right. So everybody that I talk to is bullish on microbets. They're going to happen. Now they have concerns. Can we do it fast enough? Can we manage the risks? Because there's a lot of new things for them to adopt specifically around managing risk and timing, but that's exactly why a startup company that lives and breathes on timing and accuracy is, is really, really needed. And, but bullish on microbets, we're seeing that everywhere. We're seeing the term be widely used and companies that were even six months ago said, yeah, yeah, someday we'll get there are now calling us and saying, hey, we'd like to talk about your micro markets. Great. And it's obviously still an evolving landscape. You're obviously in sort of an earlier stage company in, in, a, in a very nascent part of the, of the sports world. But maybe you could talk a little bit about in terms of your evolution of company. You've raised some capital recently. You've advanced your position within the marketplace and the capital markets. Maybe you can talk a little bit about where you stand from a capital raising perspective. We'll do. We'll do. You know, one thing I wish the books would, would be more insistent on telling us as entrepreneurs is the journey that it takes to really build something spectacular. It's it's not a, a year-long journey. As I, I mentioned, you know, we began coding way back in 17. We had the idea for this maybe in 15. We didn't sell our company until May of 2018. Again, serendipity with the timing to the repeal of the rules against sports betting is, is crazy good for us. Timing is everything. We bootstrapped our own company for, for quite some time. We were part of the Comcast Sports Tech Accelerator, which 
helped us find this product market fit. That was in 2021. And out of that, we raised around 600K in a, a pre-seed round to really go after it. But most recently in March of this year, we became VC-backed with KB Partners and Corazon Capital to really scale out our sports. So we're taking what we built on baseball and some of football, and now we're applying it to a lot of sports. So we're in a growth trajectory. We went from just a couple of us to a handful of us, and now we're strong and we've got a tech team out cranking away and developing new micromarket bets and product teams, just working with the Titans and Louis and sports to say, what bets do fans want? Because that's our huge focus, but we're growing. And even though we're still technically a startup, we feel like we're in an incredibly good place right now. That's terrific. And I think we've covered a lot of ground. I'm curious to know if you have anything else you'd like to add as we kind of conclude our, our discussion. A closing thought is when you get the public, anybody, something, a way to do something that they already do and they already love, like you can't lose in that business. You know, Apple Maps and the ways to find your way around and get directions. Like that was something we already did, but we didn't do it digitally or socially. Now we can, huge win. And it fundamentally changed how we get around and the impact on our lives. I believe that things like microbets and microbet tech is going to really fundamentally improve the way we experience sports. You know, whether you're betting and getting that dopamine hit or showing it off because you know better or whether you're just getting deeper into the sports, I'm such a believer that this is the right thing to do for people to really experience what sports can and should be. Always happy for anybody online to check out Apple TV on Friday nights. You can see our live content on the bottom right. One thing I would always tell you is that that's just a tip of the iceberg on what we have as the numbers and the odds change. We can't wait till we get to a point where we can show you the whys behind it because it's absolutely fascinating what machine learning can find about human behavior in sports. And someday when I'm not as busy growing a company, I can't wait to publish a book on machine learning and predicting sports because it's fascinating. And if you're interested in adding micros or finding ways to be creative about micros, one of the things that we're really passionate about is opening this up so everybody can develop on micros. So we're actively taking in new companies with new ways to use our content or API, whether it's a jumbotron, we've got some folks saying, hey, can we put this on our jumbotron in the stadium or ways to put it on their app? But we believe that there's just many applications out here beyond sport betting. We see it in gamification. We see it in fan engagement. We see it in tweets. So we encourage anybody to contact us and you can find information on our website, which is www.invenue.com. Well, Kelly, I think that's been really terrific and insightful, and I'm sure both sports and technology fans out there will find this conversation really of great interest. And I just wanted to say on behalf of Bloomberg Intelligence and the Tech Disruptors podcast, we want to thank you for your time, wish you the company the best of luck, and we hope to speak again in the future. Thanks a lot for having me and being so kind to listen to the story of Invenue. We're having a blast. Thanks so much, Kelly. Have a good day, everybody. Thanks again.